Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. What's going on, everybody? And thanks for tuning in to the Busted Open Podcast. Today on a Saturday, it's a return of the Hall of Fame and pain. But Tommy Dreamer joins us from the road, and the, turn, the show turns into a painfully fat and furious. We got a stacked show today. Mark, tell us all about it. Yeah, Bully, just like you said, we have a hot show on the podcast. Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair, they live up to the expectations. Also, we have the return of Jeff Hardy. And just joining AEW, Swerve Strickland. So stay close to your podcast because this is the one you don't want to miss. promise you this when I'm done with you I'm going to embarrass you I'm going to humiliate you and by the end of the night I'm going to make you tap out oh really I'd love to see that Birmingham wouldn't you love to see that come on let's see it I'll give you the time to take off your heels this time okay take your time You can't walk away. And on the grandest stage of them all, I'm either going home with your arm or you're going to tap out. Well, you're going to tap out. Back here on Busted Open, Hall of Fame and Pain Edition on a Saturday. Thanks for everybody for joining us. Lots of love on the Twitter machine so far, Mark. Um, People enjoying the show. We just heard from two badass women, Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey. But, Mark, before we go any further, before we dive into Charlotte and Ronda, got to wish a very special happy birthday in heaven to the most badass woman that me and you know. A woman that is very, very special to us, a very a woman that links me and you for life. Like until the day we die, Mark, we have a woman in common that, that joins us in the wrestling business. So the happiest of birthdays 
to a woman that we respect and love forever. Happy birthday, Mae Young. Happy birthday. I'm going to post this picture that I have of her when she was a young woman. Beautiful. Uh, just so y'all just so y'all can see. You you remember the 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 50 60 year old plus May Young, but this picture of her when she was 30. Poof. Listen. She's hot. She was as hot as any woman that you see in the wrestling game today. And and inside she was more beautiful. I mean, I I can't explain to y'all uh, without breaking into tears how special this woman was to Bully and I. She was she was so funny, y'all. I, I I'm talking about riding in the car, funny, like any any going to a comedy show, funny, and 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 she she wasn't even trying to be. She just was. Man, she was just amazing. Mark, I want to do something right now that people would never expect me and you to do, and it just popped into my head. So on the count of three, let's sing happy birthday to Mae Young. Oh, God, let's go. One, two, three. Happy, happy birthday, birthday to, to you. you. Happy, happy birthday, birthday to you. Happy birthday, Happy birthday, birthday to you. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> good, good and awful. Central oh chocolate. <laughs> People just wrecked their cars. <laughs> all kind of foolishness just went down. Uh, oh sounds like God. two the water buffalo food. in the moonlight. Yeah. I can hear all the dogs starting to <laughs> howl. All right. Oh, uh, back to the action. Uh, last night at SmackDown, Ronda and Charlotte in the ring. Uh, let, let's break this down into two parts. You might even do two segments. So let's let's start with the with the face to face. Let's start with the 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 verbiage back and forth. Mark, I don't love Rhonda's tone since she's come back. I don't feel like there's any oomph to her. But m last night it kind of. I don't know. Maybe I got used to it a little more. I don't know, but I, I wish Rhonda had a little bit more, just a little bit more gusto. And I got to tell you, when I'm looking at Charlotte in the ring lately, I'm just like, holy shit. Like the, Charlotte looks amazing when she's dressed and she has that chair. She looks like uh, Mark. Who, uh, I, I, I guess like I got a champion. She looks like she she reminds me of her dad or a Bockwinkle or any champion uh, that carried a, a championship title with honor and prestige. It just that freaking championship just looks right on Charlotte Flair. Yeah, it does. I'm going to tell you what you're seeing. What you're seeing is you're seeing a Ronda Rousey that looks like she's thinking too much. Um, 
it's 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 just written all over her face. Like rather than her going out there and saying, "Listen, I'm 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 the baddest woman on the planet." Like if you think for one second that you can really stand here and go toe to toe with me, you're losing your you you you've lost your damn mind, Charlotte. You lost your mind. Don't have to think about that. Just say it. But they have her thinking too much. And you can see the wheels turning. Like, Rhonda's a smart woman. Like, if you, if you had a conversation with her before, like, her her and, and, I mean, all of the shooters, all of the women, uh, Shayna Baszler, man, listen, um, very easily could have been the most underused female wrestler on our list a couple of weeks ago. Very easily. But she she has been so out of the limelight that we didn't mention her. That's crazy. Like, I, I, I was a little bit upset at myself for not mentioning Shayna Baszler. Can I let you in on because, a little secret? Yeah. I wasn't able to make the episode, the master's class with you and Tommy, when you talked about most underutilized woman in the business. I didn't realize, no, until the last minute that I couldn't make it, but Shayna Baszler was my pick. Huh. Yeah, How crazy well, I, is that? I, she was my pick and you're talking about her right now. So continue, please. Yeah, I, I, I was very disappointed that she is not used awake because I talked to her and she's like a damn nuclear scientist. She's so smart, uh, so accomplished, and so tough that, you know, I just, you know, people like that, you just have to let them go. And I think that the reins um, are too tight on Rhonda. Let Rhonda go out there and be her. And, and, and if it comes across as arrogant and not too babyface enough for you, then tough. Tell Charlotte to turn it up. Make the other person work harder. Because, like, I don't see Rhonda trying to be glib with Charlotte. I see her being like Ken Shamrock was. Rock, you can talk about how funny you can be funny. Ha, that's so good. It's gonna hard, it's gonna be hard to laugh when I have your face pressed against the ring with my knee in the back of your neck. Thought about that? That that Ronda Rousey, we would be we wouldn't be having this conversation. We'd be like, hey man, <laughs> Rhonda looked pissed last night. And did you hear her say she was going to put her knee in the back of her neck and turn her head around like the exorcist? Like, that, Rhonda, I'm all signed up for. But don't make her think too much. Let her be her. And then you'll have, like, this ultimate badass that you had when Hunter was there. Oops. Whoops. A freaking daisy. Woo! Um... I, I wish I wish there was a little bit more there with Rhonda. 
I wish Rhonda was going to, you know, would, would have said something, you know, Charlotte alluded to her $2,000 shoes. I wish Rhonda would have said, after I snap your arm, I'm going to take your $2,000 shoes and we bring them home and I'm going to throw them in my, you know, pig, my pig pen. Cause that's where they belong or something like that. Like, I, I just want Rhonda to have a, a little bit more to her on the mic. I feel like ever since Rhonda has come back, I think that motherhood has kind of toned her down, a little, which is a natural thing to do. This is not the same Ronda Rousey who used to destroy people in an octagon. This is now a wife and a mother, too, where just mother nature, you know, could could calm me down. Beautiful child at home. My number one thing is being a mom. So maybe it's a little bit more difficult for her to find that fire, um, you know, on the microphone. When we got to the brawl in the back, I re I really liked it. It was as legit as legit gets. And I love the fact that the women were taking it to all the men, all the agents that were trying to uh, pull them apart. I thought it was I thought it was a pretty damn good brawl backstage. Mark, what did you think? Man, I'm telling you, it took me back to the attitude era. It looked like Austin and Triple H, uh, Kurt Angle and Austin fighting in the back, you know, putting people through the roof of cars and, like, getting slammed into walls and busting through glass. And, I mean, that that was really entertaining. Like, they did a hell of a job. The emphasis on making that backstage work, I have no complaints whatsoever. The image of Charlotte having Ronda on the hood of the car in a, in a modified camel clutch and just bending her back uh, and just rearing back. I, I loved it. I, I didn't understand what Charlotte was wearing. Like that black, that black ju leather jumpsuit. Uh, I, I, I just didn't get it for, for that backstage brawl. It, it just looked odd to me, but that was just a, a little thing. Like, I think I would have, um, like to see in one of her more like you know like she wears a lot of those cat suits like that thing just looked baggy on her and i don't know how she i don't even know how she was able to fight in it uh but i yeah, love i don't the, either it was, it was just weird i love that i love that camel clutch type thing uh i like the way they went off the air with ronda rousey down and selling the the agents did their part. The the ladies weren't afraid to tee off and hit the men just so they could get at one another. I thought it was a good night for Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey. I think they are building their story to WrestleMania in an effective way. You also said something that's very effective there, Bully, like um, the fact that Ronda was showing vulnerability. That, that they left her on the ground because you have to fight from beneath. And we talked about that just recently uh, in the break about, you know, what we were going to talk about in a few minutes with AEW, with, you know, when we start kind of going through uh, Keith Lee. Like, when people love you, uh, and you're a dominant entity or a big person, big personality, like a Ronda Rousey or Keith Lee, in order for the people to really get behind you, they have to see you become vulnerable. They have to see you take a little ass whooping. They have to see you have to battle back from adversity. 
we always say this. You said it a few times. I've said it multiple times. The template is Rocky. Best movie saga ever made. Um, Rocky, he grabbed the heartstrings of the world because he was just a man that worked his ass off to make it and it didn't work. A lot of people's story. But what did he do? Did he wallow in self-pity? No. He took his ass to the gym. He got in shape. He trained different. He sacrificed, I'm not going to eat that. I'm not going to drink alcohol no more. I'm not going to be a womanizer. I'm going to focus. And then he became great. And he won. And everybody loved him. That story has to be told in the ring when you're a fan favorite, a baby face. Underdog. And you got to be the under, you have to make your, and no matter how big and strong you are, you know how hard it is for me to get sympathy? For somebody to feel sorry for me? I was just going to bring up another example. I was going to say real quick, uh, the Road Warriors were one of the worst tag teams at getting a hot tag because you couldn't get sympathy on either one of them. People just expected one of the Road Warriors to pop up and just beat the shit out of you. You couldn't get sympathy. You couldn't get a hot tag on the APA on on, on Bradshaw and Farouk because they just no. didn't buy into the heat because they just waiting for somebody to get up. Heat on you, same thing. So you really got to work for it. And you, you, you have to exactly work for it. So we got that last night with Ronda being down. And I was very impressed with the way they did it. And shout out to WWE Brass. But more than anything, shout out to the two athletes that put on that performance. Yep. Good job, Rhonda. Good job, Charlotte. Good job, Mark Henry, so far this morning. About a half an hour in, two and a half more to go. Going to be taking your calls also. Thanks for the love on the Twitter machine. Going to get into Rampage when we come back, get Mark's opinion on some of the matches. We also got some hearty talk. Hey, everyone. This is former NFL linebacker and current SiriusXM NFL radio host, Kirk Morrison. And I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, Total Coverage. Each week, I'll be joined by some of the greatest minds in the game as we explore the hows and the whys behind the week's biggest results. Whether we're breaking down player techniques, game plans, or coaching philosophies, we'll explain the details that define our favorite performances. New episodes will be available every Tuesday on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. A stop, swerve, covers, two, three. The winner of this match, Swerve Strickland. Well, it wasn't easy. Swerve captures his first victory here in AEW, though. Welcome to All Elite Wrestling, Swerve Strickland. Bully, this afternoon at 1230 Eastern, it's NHL action in Nashville as the Predators face the St. Louis Blues here live on NHL Network Radio Series XM 91. And listen whenever you want on the Series XM app, free for most subscribers. Not all, but most.
Back here on Busted Open, Hall of Fame and Pain, Bully Ray, Mark Henry. Great job with that, Mark. Hall of Fame and Pain is a lot of fans' favorite show. And thank you, everybody, for getting in touch with us on the old Twitter machine this morning and showing us the love. We appreciate you. Heard the audio right there of Swerve Strickland against Tony Nice last night. The main event of Rampage. Mark, I thought it was a good match. I like the style. I, I like the way these guys work together. The right style for these guys. Exciting. Was it a main um, event caliber match in your eyes? Should it have been the main event? What did you think overall of Swerve and Tony Nese? You know, I thought it was I thought it was a good match. I thought it was a really good match. I think it was a great uh, first representation for Swerve. Uh, as you can see, I'm, I'm wearing his shirt again. I wore this shirt yesterday, and I was like, you know what? That match was so good. I'm going to represent him. I'm going to wear the mat, wear the shirt again. And Shane is one of the guys that I really liked down at NXT. Uh, unfortunately for him, as I talked to you in the break, he was not allowed to really get into um, defending the title that he won because of the regime change and changing the brands. And um, he never really got to be the champion that any of the other NXT champions were. Um, I've seen him work against the best guys in the main events, and a lot of people didn't get to see it. It's sad. But now he gets to shine and show people who he is. I, I had a conversation with, um, with Paul White, and Paul White said, I, I don't know him. There are people in the wrestling industry that don't know Strickland's work. So now he, this is the platform that he's going to have to use to create the national buzz, the regional buzz of working the Indies and, uh, you know, working kind of the, 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 the middle at NXT. Um, it, it didn't really give him the national platform. Now, he, he's going to be one of the guys. He can work with anybody. And I feel like he's better suited as a fan favorite because he's got some toughness. He's not a pushover, and he can do everything. And he's very skilled, and the fans will get to see that. With all of the positive stuff that you just said, how does Swerve carve out a niche for himself in AEW where we've talked about it a bunch of times. It's very crowded there right now. How does he get out there every week, three times a week, hopefully, you know, maybe twice, I'm sorry, a month, once a month, twice a month. Is he going to be able to get enough television time to do all the things that you just said? Well, I mean, it may not be, 
on Dynamite. It may not just be on Rampage. There's dark and there's elevation. Guys have got the lobby for themselves. If I want to get over, I'm working everything. If I got to work twice, three times in one show, <laughs> so be it. For the rest of the week, I'm going to be on everything. And he's a he's a workhorse. So I can see him very easily doing dark and elevation, having a match on dynamite. And if he doesn't work on dynamite, then he'll he'll work if it's a uh taped alive, you work on on, on rampage. But there was another guy in the match, and that was Tony Nice. Do you do you feel as strongly about Tony Nice? Do you think the same opportunities are out there for Tony Nice that there was a swerve? I think that Tony Nice is a hell of a talent. Um, I would like to see Tony Nice develop more outside the ring, and um, Tony needs more bells and whistles. Um, he's a guy that uh, doesn't jump off the page on the microphone. Um, he seems like a, a he seems like a, a, a nice guy. I don't want to just see a nice guy. I want to see an opinionated guy. I want to see a good guy. I want to see a bad guy. I want to see somebody crazy. I want to see somebody sadistic. Who are you going to be? Who is Tony Needs going to be? That's that's the that's the question that needs to be asked to Tony Needs. Who are you besides one of the best wrestlers in the game today? How many people look like Tony Needs? Mhm. Not many. He is spectacular looking to the eye. How many people can just work any match, any style with anybody and do it as fluently as Tony needs? Not many. So what's the problem? The problem is identity. Now, people Mark. see me, Bully. Yeah. When you see Mark Henry, you say, Mark Henry, he don't drive a Porsche. He don't drive a Lamborghini. Mark Henry's a pickup truck driving lift kit. He's a Hummer driving. He drives a Mack truck. They people are gonna associate with me with this, with with something bigger than life, some monster truck or something. They see Bully. Oh man, Bully is one of those muscle car Hemi with the big twenty inch wheels on the back and the. The the fifteen seventeen inch wheels on the front. I got the, the overhead lifters filter. and the four barrel quads. Yeah, that guy. That's what I see. I see Andre. We'll get some overhead fast, lifters and four barrel quads. Oh, yeah. Keep cars. talking, whoa! Keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> what car is Tony Nese driving? We don't know. Scirocco. I don't know. I don't know. He tell you. I don't, I don't know. Identity. People have got to see you. And they got to have a preconceived idea of what it is. And, and, and Andre, yeah, we, he a fast and the furious. He, he got one of those um, 
one of those Nissan Maximas with the pipes that make the motorcycle sound. Yeah, I know it. I know it got the colorful paint, the neon paint with the neon around the bottom of the car. <laughs> guns? You know what kind of car guns drives? A very depressing one. Guns drives one of those little smart cars. One of those little, like only two people can get in. You know, it looked like the New York cop cars, the little tiny boxy gimmicks. That's 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 guns. Guns or guns may not drive. Probably not. You don't but drive. You, but you Why, said something you about? said something interesting before. You you said uh, you know, who are you? Who are you? At the Team 3D Academy, I do private seminars, Mark, for wrestlers who need extra help it's kind of like advanced tutoring for the boys if you've been working for five ten years and you just can't seem to get a break and you need to be you need a different set of eyes on you promo wise match wise psychology wise character development wise i'll i'll i'll, I'll take a guy or a gal in for a day and work with them and i'll put them in a ring and the very first question i ask them is who are you Hmm. And they sometimes they'll just look at me like, like, what, 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 what who mean? are you? Because if you can't tell me who you are, there's problem number one, because if you can't tell me, you can't tell those fans. And if you can't tell those fans, they're never going to buy into you. Who are you? You don't have an answer. It's because you don't even know who you are. You're just a guy or a gal who got a pair of boots and some uh, ring gear and knows how to do some moves. Other than that, you're nobody. Hmm. You have, I, I know through years and years of character development, who the world's strongest man is. I get it. I can tell you in depth about Mark Henry. I can tell you in depth about certain wrestlers and with certain wrestlers, Mark, who are you could be one word. It could be one sentence. It could be one paragraph. But at least you know who you are. The more in touch you are with yourself, the easier it is to convey to the audience. Hey, everyone. This is Kirk Morris. This is Greg McElroy. And this is Nate Burleson. With the 2020 NFL season finally upon us, we're excited to announce three new NFL podcasts from SiriusXM. On Total Coverage, we'll explore the hows and the whys behind the week's biggest results. On Inside the Pocket, we will go under the helmet for all the quarterbacks in the NFL. And on 17 Weeks, Jamal Adams, Emmanuel Sanders, and Eric Ebron will discuss the latest NFL stories straight from the locker room. New episodes of all three podcasts will be available every week on the SiriusXM app and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm sure you're happy to see Matt and Jeff back together. Uh, what I would like to know from you is, if you had the pencil, what did you think about the execution of Wednesday night? Uh, I loved the fact that Matt and Jeff uh, are back together. We've discussed this, that this was a dream match that uh, needs to happen. Um, it was my pick. Um, I said we're going to, and you guys were with him during this era, we're going to see the best version of a Matt and Jeff Hardy since the Attitude Era because I feel they're going to be put in this best situation to um, succeed as well as the fans love them. That pop, it looked that crowd wasn't the biggest, but it sounded deafening, and that's what uh, you know Matt and Hart, Matt and Jeff mean 
to the wrestling fans. It was great to see them. Uh, you know, we when I was watching it and then they discussed it on Thursdays, the show did feel like everything was rushed. And then you find out why. Kudos to William Regal for literally taking it on the chin. But that's another emotional segment. And sometimes when you're you're talking, you do, you get lost in time. But you know, like a pro, he took it on the chin, uh, apologized, and, you know, you move forward. Um, but Matt and Jeff together, the, there is a host. We saw leading up to Revolution so many tag teams in that company and literally can work their way up from the bottom like because you know you and i know this and mark knows this too when you're the new even though you're matt and jeff you should just come up it's a whole new locker room uh you're on a brand new team and work your way up to get to those titles uh i think the sky is limitless for those guys and and everybody is going to benefit with them being an aew Okay, what about execution? Do you like the way the whole segment was executed? Well, I mean, everything was rushed because of what happened. I know there were some people that, you know, got on Jeff for actually dancing during his save, but you're talking to the same person. That's when I feel wrestling gets too – we have too many armchair quarterbacks because you're talking to a guy who literally would lay in the ring for five minutes and 32 seconds as the Sandman, drank beer, smoke cigarettes and walk through the crowd giving fans beer as his good friend, Tommy dreamer and or spike Dudley or whoever he was coming to make the save. When the fans are into something, you just got to let it go. Um, it's a good, it's a good comparison. It's a good, uh, not analogy, good comparison about, you know, you laying there for the Sandman to, you know, do his whole entrance before he actually made a save. Yes, there were people who had a problem with Jeff taking, I'll call it, three seconds to dance before he made the save. For me, it was the execution as in, if Matt Hardy is getting beat down, why did Sting and Darby Allen come out before his brother did? It's as if Sting and Darby Allen made the save for Jeff Hardy, for Matt Hardy, and then Jeff Hardy made the save for Sting and Darby Allen. And oh, by the way, his brother was there. Either one of you guys, Mark um, or Tom. I could see I, how I, you, I think you, could view it that way. But I, I don't. I view it as it was a numbers game. Maybe Jeff's just hanging out in the back. He doesn't want to get involved. And then all of a sudden he sees, uh, you know, everybody else coming to a life. And that's when he decides if you're literally going on a literal sense. If it's, you know, like you guys know, for the booking reason and for the, for the save reason, you're going to send other guys in just to make, um, you know, Jeff's return or debut even bigger. Uh, again, I go by comparison. I remember when uh, Jerry Lawler hit the ring we literally, with Rob Van Dam and Sabu, myself and Sandman getting destroyed and this most amount of heat that you possibly could have And then what did we do? We sent the entire locker room and the entire locker room got beat up. And then we hit somebody's music who was Taz and Taz walked to the ring. And then they, all the bad guys left. He never even touched them, but it got an amazing reaction. It's it's literally how, um, you want to like break it down. Uh, that's also for reactions. And, And you guys know this. Um, I enjoyed it. 
I, I wish, you know, it, it could have been under different circumstances, but for the, for the situation that was given, it was a great moment and looking forward to seeing what's going to happen. You know, yeah, Marky. I look at it like too, like, Hey, the Super Bowl, the um, the Rams didn't play a perfect game, but they still won the Super Bowl. This, they, they had to execute exactly what, uh, they were told, but it was under different circumstances. Mark, you talked about levels. What were you referring to? We had a caller. You and I had a caller. Uh, we did a show in the last month, and the guy was like, yeah, but, like, it, it got to a point, and then it was never going to get higher than that, and you had to stay there. And it's like, no, there's levels. Like, you can make it go higher. Uh, the story told of – the baby faces Darby and Steen coming down to to help a situation against people that they already have an issue with made sense for them to come and try to get the rescue, but they didn't get the job done. Now you let the heat set in and and there's they they beat those guys down too, and now you send the heater. And that music hit, and those people lost their minds. And when he came down, and he evened the eyes, and they were able to come up and clear the ring of everybody, and everybody got their shine, got their shit in, as we say. And then you went to something else. You saw Sting and Darby Allen pull themselves up and Matt and Jeff standing across from him, and Darby and Jeff staring at each other and kind of walking towards each other and telling more stories and making the crowd go, oh, oh, wait a minute, what's what's going on? Well, and then Jeff looked at Matt a little bit like, is this guy all right? Like, what's what the hell? Like, there's there's levels. They 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 made that work in a way that is pro wrestling, just like Tommy said. When they sent the baby faces and those guys got beat up, that the intent was for it to go higher. And that's what got accomplished when Taz came down. It was able to elevate. It's the same way as they sent Darby and Steve. Wait, you just said Taz. You just said Taz. Yeah, I was talking about the story that Tommy told about oh 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 in okay. the ECW locker room, and then them guys getting beat up, and then now Taz comes down, and they end up powdering, and it, it went higher. That's the same thing that happened. It was able to go another level higher, and uh, I feel like that um, um, it, it, it worked for what they tried to do. For and me, you were there too when we did the invasion angle when all of the WCW and the ECW guys turned and we beat up Jericho and Kane and then they sent other WWE wrestlers but we still kept kicking everybody's ass and what was the build up for? Steve Austin. Steve. And when Steve Austin hit, I for the first time and I was just there literally that day realized the magnitude of Steve Austin because when that glass broke that building shook and I felt the ring shaking and I was like, this is amazing. As much as we could have just left with heat 
and it was like all going to be then all of our heat was pushed to get for Steve Austin. But it was, and that crowd, if you remember, was amazing. I mean, it was just, we were in Atlanta, the place was going, it was sold out, and the building was rumbling, and it was all, I mean, that turn was set for us, but the real thing was for Steve Austin, and then for the crowd, and those are like, you know, the pro wrestling ways of setting stuff up, and that was another time where it really did work. Uh, the points that you guys make, all valid points. Mark, the one that you're making is Sting and Darby Allen coming in to make a save for guys that they already have an issue with. I would have liked to have seen something a little bit more crystal clear, and I would love to have them to clear the path a little bit more for Jeff Hardy. So what I would have done is I would have had the heels. I would have had Darby and Sting come in and fire up, but then the numbers game chopped them down. I would have liked to have seen Sting and Darby thrown out of the ring. I would have liked to seen those heels surround Matt Hardy and put him in a little bit more peril, and then you hit Jeff's music. I would have liked to have seen the ring completely clean for Jeff Hardy, so I know he's definitively saving his brother. Now the heels bump and feed, bump and feed. You go over, you help Matt up. There's the embrace. Darby and Sting come back underneath. Then you have your face off. I think I would have just liked to have seen the ring a little bit more empty. So it would have just been spotlight on Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy. And that's what I was talking about um, when it came to execution. But you both bring up very good points of why you liked the segment. Um, what did you think about the Hardys and what they did last night on Rampage? Mark, I'll give it to you first. Because all we saw them do is basically come out on the ramp last night. Do you think that was a waste of time for the Hardys? Or would you like to have seen them do something um, different to follow up their Dynamite debut? You know what? I, I don't think that you needed fisticuffs or any kind of contact, physical contact, I think that that was good enough of uh, a stalemate, a standoff of guys, you know, you know who you're going to wrestle and you know what's about to happen. And all you needed was for that show to have representation of those guys. Um, yeah, you could have sent somebody up there and they could have took something, and then that would have been just one thing, and then they, they regroup, and then now you go off the air with everybody regrouping. But I, it's six in one hand, half a dozen in the other. Tommy, what would you think about the, the way the Hardys were utilized last night on Rampage? Um, like I said, I wasn't able to – I stopped watching wrestling last night after Big E, but um, just Mark breaking it down, here's what I look at. Like what I talk about – with Eddie Edwards and Rich Swan and Kenny King and Willie Mack. Unfortunately, we couldn't tell the world that this is going to be the first time these men are ever facing each other because the match has happened while you watch the show. And that is for some people, Hey, you want to see guys, you know, wrestle for a first time. Um, if I'm Tony Khan, the way, uh, he laid that out, I don't feel it's a waste because, Hey, we get to see them in the arena and then maybe next week, or uh, if it's not Dynamite, it's Rampage. The AEW debut of Matt and Jeff is a promotional tool to help tune in people to watch because we all love these guys and we want to literally 
get our first time seeing these guys watching, uh, I mean, wrestling. So I, I usually kind of go with putting asses in seats as well as getting people to view what the current product is. Also, guys, you got to see for the first time Matt and Jeff dress the way they dress together. You don't see Matt Hardy in the suit. You don't see Matt Hardy um, dressed like he dresses when he was with uh, the faction that he was in at AEW. You see him dressed with the black and the, the, the bedazzled type stuff with his brother in the sheer see-through shirts. And that is how you see the Hardys. It's like watching the Dudleys come out and everybody has the camouflage pants and the shirts on and Bully has the glasses with the tape. You know who they are. You have to identify them as the people. We just talked about this in the second hour, at the beginning of the second hour. Who are you? The Hardy's whole point was to show everybody who they were together, not as individuals. The Hot Topics 101 starter, Jeff Hardy, Matt Hardy starter kits. Available at Hot Topics. Get yours right now. (laughs) Sell that Uh, merch. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. Producers are very own diva Gabby Laspisa and Andre Viola. Sound designed by Mary Bayon. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for SiriusXM. Special thanks to SiriusXM's senior vice president of sports programming and podcasting, Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation program director, Marissa Rivas. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.